Matthew 8. And when Jesus had entered into Capernaum, there came to him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, and is grievously tormented. And Jesus saith to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion, making answer, said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man subject to authority, having under me soldiers. And I say to this, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh. To my servant do this, and he doeth it. And Jesus, hearing this, marveled and said to them that followed him, Amen, I say to you, I have not found so great faith in Israel. And I say to you that many shall come from the east and the west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. This centurion, he was not a Jew. He was a commander in the Roman army, was an outsider. Yet he had a stronger faith than most of the Israelites, God's chosen ones. It says Jesus marveled at this man's faith. Does the Lord look upon us and marvel at our faith when he sees us? When we're baptized, we have that theological virtue of faith infused in our soul at baptism. We have to cooperate with that. How do you cooperate with that theological virtue of faith infused in your soul at baptism? First of all, well, you actually have to show up and try. Try to learn your faith. Try to understand your faith. Try to pray your faith and live your faith. The Holy Spirit will take it from there. Can you recite an act of faith? Memorize the one that's in the front of the catechism. When it comes to faith, you have to put some effort forth, and then the Holy Spirit will take over and get you where you need to be. Pray every day for an unwavering martyr's faith in the deposit of faith in everything that Jesus reveals to us through his church. Okay, Baltimore Catechism number three. We're pulling out the big guns here. Not Baltimore Catechism number two, but number three. You know you're getting serious about theology when you take out Baltimore Catechism number 3. Here we go. What is the sixth commandment? Thou shalt not commit adultery. And what are we commanded by this commandment? We're commanded to be pure in thought and modest in all of our looks, words, and action. Commands physical purity from us. Is it a sin to listen to immodest conversation? songs or jokes yes it is a sin to listen to immodest conversation immodest songs immodest jokes when we can avoid it or to show in any way that we take pleasure in such things living in the world you're gonna hear immodest stuff immodest songs immodest jokes immodest conversation it's everywhere you're gonna hear it just don't partake in it you have to be kind of like a duck. The water rolls off the duck. Just let that stuff roll off you when you can't get away from it. The, wa the duck is made in such a way where the, the water doesn't even penetrate them. Just rolls off those oily feathers. 
So if you're living in a state of grace and praying, you're going to be like a duck. You're going to have those oily feathers where stuff can roll off you. But if you're not in a state of grace and you're not praying, you're not going to have those oily feathers. You're going to be like a bald duck in the water, getting cold and wet. Hey, what is forbidden by the Sixth Commandment? It forbids all unchaste freedom with another's wife or husband. Also, all immodesty with ourselves or others in looks, dress, words, and actions. Why are sins of impurity the most dangerous? It gives three reasons why. One, because they have the most numerous temptations. The devil throws more of that at you than anything. Two, because if they are deliberate, they're always mortal. Three, because more than any other sins, these sins against purity lead to the loss of faith. Why do so many people walk away from the Catholic Church? Lots of them is because of the Sixth Commandment. You violate that commandment, it leads to a loss of faith. Okay, it says the Sixth Commandment forbids the reading of bad and immodest books and newspapers. You can add internet in there too. It says immodest books and newspapers should be destroyed as soon as possible. If we cannot destroy them ourselves, we should induce their owners to do so. Internet's a dangerous place. It's hard to throw it in the trash can. Final question says, what places are dangerous to the virtue of purity? It says, indecent theaters and similar places of amusement are dangerous to the virtue of purity because their entertainments are frequently intended to suggest immodest things. I think this was written before television. Wow, they're talking about theaters. Now we got television, these little boxes right in our living rooms. Wow, good to just throw them TVs out the window. Get rid of them. Indecent stuff just comes through that beast. When it comes to these screens, we've got to constantly be on our guard. Protect purity. Latin for the day. Sanctificator, nomen tuum. Hallowed name yours. Hallowed be thy name. St. Pius X in his catechism, he says, In this petition we're praying that God be known loved and served by the whole world and in particular by ourselves may god be known loved and served sanctificator nomen tuum hallowed be thy name